Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. My name is Irene Cook, your radio host, and today I have a special guest with me. His name is George. He's a good friend of mine, a former client, and he's here to join us to kind of share a story with us. Hi, George. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody. Um, Today I'm going to talk about heart disease and heart attack, and George is a heart attack survivor. So I brought him on the show because he has really made a substantial lifestyle change, and um, I am lucky enough to have gotten to uh, witness this extraordinary lifestyle change throughout the time um, that I've been uh, friends with him. Uh, So I thought, what better way to educate my fans and followers than to have a real-life specimen um, to share his story with us? So I'm going to have him share his story with us a little bit later in the show. So again, thank you, George, for joining us. Um, So heart disease, let's talk about heart disease. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for men, women, and, and people in of most racial and ethnic groups in the United States. One person dies every 36 seconds in the United States of cardiovascular disease. And and I know that, that these numbers are numbers that, that you hear all the time, um, and you're probably listening to the show with these numbers just flippantly going past your brain, but until it happens to you or to someone you know and love, it, it, it really becomes something that is astonishingly real. Um, 655,000 Americans each year die of a heart disease, um, and that is one in every four deaths. So every year, about 805 Americans have a heart attack. And what's really scary about this is one in every five heart attacks is silent. Um, This means the damage is done to the heart and to the heart tissue, but the person is completely unaware of it. Um, and, and this, to me, is extremely scary. Um, people walking around not knowing, having no knowledge that this damage has been done to their heart, and they are set up for possible future heart damage and future heart attacks. Um, heart disease costs the United States about $219 billion a year um, in the cost of healthcare services, medicines, and loss of productivity due to death. So because this is the number one killer of both men and women in the United States um, and in and, and all forms, um, I thought we should talk about this, being that I am in the health industry, and it all boils down to overweight, um, obesity, health habits, and nutrition. Um, one in five patients who suffer a heart attack um, at a young age um, will, as as well, 
uh, defined it as as younger than 50 years of age. And I personally know a few people that have had fatal heart attacks um, in the ages of 35 or 40. Um, data show that if somebody has diabetes, they are more likely to die um, and have repeated events of a heart attack than someone that does not have diabetes. And if you listened to my show last week about sugar and uh, the number of adolescents that are prone to diabetes because of the sugar addictions that we have um, in our country, um, this just, just puts everything up on a rise. So what do we do and what can we do about this? Well, it is is really truly an epidemic and and it's something that we should look at and it's something that we should um, focus on. Um, and so I, I thought, let, let, let me bring in a real life specimen here and let me have somebody tell their story. Um, so, so George, I'm going to introduce George to us. And um, when I met George in 2016, um, he looked me up um, and he randomly found me on the internet, um, which is, is interesting, and, and was looking for a personal trainer because his weight had climbed to, uh, I believe, an all-time high, correct? 236. Yes, 236. So, George, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, that point in your life when you were looking for um, some help, looking for somebody to guide you in losing weight and what your doctors had, had directed you uh, to do at that point? When I met you? Yes. Or, okay, yeah. so it was at, at 2.36, I decided enough was enough, and I needed to get some of this weight off. So, And that is also when I knew my cholesterol was very high. Okay, and uh, George, uh, how old are you now? 67. Okay, so this would have been four years ago. Um, and you are an athlete. You You swam for years. Can you tell everybody about that? Right. So I did swim masters for a long time. Uh, I took it serious uh, a little later after I started. And I got down to about 177 and was competing. But once I started coaching uh, swimming, it, I retired and then started coaching. And that took away from my time to swim. And I slowly started gaining weight back. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about your eating habits uh, before your heart attack. Okay. That was, so I grew up meat, vegetable, potato. Okay. And every night there's meat. And <laughs> it is steak. And we have various kinds of steak to choose from. So okay. we go through all those and some pork, maybe lamb. Uh, chicken, mm -hmm. and then let's start over again. Okay. And that was always there. I ate tons of eggs, loved them. Uh -huh. And so uh, that was pretty much, there was always pizza on the horizon, uh -huh. the best uh -huh. food of all time. Uh, and uh, it was eggs in the morning, uh, lunch. I, I don't even recall what lunch was. Probably okay. on the go and didn't eat much then, but that was pretty much it. Okay. And even though you knew your cholesterol was high... Um, you you still had meat and cheese, and, and you were trying to lose weight, but cholesterol levels were still rising, correct? Right. I didn't check it as regularly as I should have, but uh, yes, cheese was a big one <laughs> all the time. But um, but I, I was working out, I was losing weight, but still eating the same things. Okay. Um, and so once you started training and you started watching your diet, your weight did drop, correct? Right. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. 
So, as, as I said, still eating the same, but then um, I had gotten back down to about one between 185 and 90. Okay. And that was probably in the year leading up to my heart attack. Okay. And your cholesterol levels were about, do you know what they were at that time? I don't know what they were at that time. Okay. Um, and so so cholesterol, um, as you know, those of you that are listening, um, when you get your uh, lipids tested, you get your uh, low-density LDL and your high-density LDL. And so these are made up of proteins um, and uh, the amounts of fat that are in your cholesterol. Um, and so there's the good cholesterol, which is the HDL, and, and people get this confused all the time. So I, I define it this way, H is happy. So HDL is the good cholesterol for happy. And this is the fifth grade teacher coming out in me. Um, and so the LDL is the bad cholesterol. So that's the one that we don't like. So, um, George, your LDL and your HDL, do you know if those were good, bad? Where, where did those stand back before uh, your heart attack? They were bad. The overall was 234. Okay. And the LDL was in the 130s range. I'm going to say 134, 5, something like that. Okay. And as far as the types of fats that you were consuming, um, I know you said you, you ate a lot of meat. Um, and typically meat is going to be the type of, of food that's going to contain um, the, the, the fat that you don't want to consume. Um, but as far as other types of fats, um, were, you, were you watching your fat consumption? What types of fats were you eating? No, I wasn't watching it at all, but it was meats, eggs, mm-hmm. uh, cheeses, those uh, dominated, okay. potato. Yep. Okay. And, all, and all the stuff that goes on. Yes, of course. <laughs> all the all the fun stuff. Right. All the fun stuff. So there are types of fats that you can incorporate um, in your diet that are good fats. And, and those of you that are listening that are part of my program and part of a healthy lifestyle, um, the good fats, the healthy fats, um, the, the happy fats are the ones that don't coagulate. Um, these are ones that, that don't firm up. Butter will firm up, um, and that is one that you don't want. Olive oil will not firm up. Olive oil will stay in liquid form. So this is a good fat. It's a happy fat. So some some other good healthy fats are your nuts, your seeds, your avocados, your canola oils, your olive oils, your sunflower oils, your sesame seed oils, and these are all good healthy fats that you can eat and 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 these are fats that are good for your heart and those are fats that you can incorporate and the ones that you shouldn't have um are are ones that are the animal fats the cheeses um the the butters the sour creams and again, uh, most people will say that those are the the fun ones. Um, so, so yes, mo- moving, yes. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. And and it's not to say that you can't enjoy the the um, the monosaturated fats because avocados are amazing, um, and and you can have the. Um, the, the not-so-good fats in moderation, of course, but if you are at risk of cardiovascular disease, you should really watch your intake. Um, so, George, tell us a little bit about the day of your heart attack. Uh, and and wanna... so this was, uh, your heart attack was last year, but you were, you were right. going to say something. 
I left off those things that I was eating before, lots of butter, and I left off bacon. Oh, yes, of <laughs> <So> course. <laughs> the, uh, the day of my heart attack, you want me to yes. go through symptoms? Sure. Well, that... you were, I believe you told me you had just gotten home from working out, so you were, you were still very active. It was still, still working out, and uh, all of a sudden I felt like I had heartburn, but bad heartburn, mm-hmm. high in the chest, which mm-hmm. was an unusual place. And then um, I ended up drinking soda water, which I thought that would alleviate it, and uh, that wasn't happening. And then a few minutes went by, and I started sweating profusely, like, like bad. So I Googled heartburn and sweating, and it came up, bold letters, heart attack. <laughs> Very scary. Yeah, that scared me Yeah, big time. I'd imagine. Big time. So I jumped in my car and drove to the hospital. Which is not recommended. Which is not recommended. Not yes, recommended. The, doctor, <laughs> the doctor told me uh, that uh, it was really close. I was 99% blocked in one of the arteries in my heart. Uh, and I said, so, so it was good that I drove, and he walked out of the room. But, the, uh, but it was, um, you know, thinking about... Being 99% black and having no idea, um, that that scared me. I have no history of heart health, heart problems in my family, so that led me to how did this happen? Well, I ate fats every day, the mm-hmm. ones that we were talking about, yep. and that's the only thing that I can uh, attribute to having that buildup. Yeah. So. That's what led me to... And, and this is actually after you had already lost 50 pounds. I mean, you were, you were down to right. 180 pounds from 230. Um, you don't smoke. You are an exercise, um, regular exerciser. Right. And uh, it, it boils down to eating. Yes, that's that was the only thing I could say. And, and um, that's when I said, I, boy, I have to make... Some lifestyle changes. Yep. So um, those of you that are just joining us, um, you're listening to WHRULP, uh, Huntley Community Radio. And we, we are here with George. Um, he's a good friend of mine and a former client who is a heart attack survivor. And he's talking about an extreme lifestyle change he made after his heart attack, which was um, 14 months ago. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so he was just telling us about his his heart attack, and fortunately, um, he survived his car, his heart attack. And right after um, he had his heart attack, uh, they right away got him on the path of cardiac rehab, um, and uh, got him on track to recovery. And typically, what happens to a heart patient is they suggest that the person gets into cardiac rehab. And um, another client of mine um, who is a uh, nurse practitioner for cardiac rehab, Judy, she was um, counseling me to to refer information to George. And she gave me a very interesting statistic last year. And uh, this is also from the American Heart Association, um, that patients who did not participate in cardiac rehab are 42% likely to have a fatal heart attack within an average of eight years. So, so I, I can't stress enough that if you, if you do have a heart attack, get yourself on gear to this rehab. 
Um, and, of course, my, my dear friend George was not going to do rehab because <laughs> he thought it was such a waste of time. So, so George um, did the rehab, correct? Yes, I did. And, um, unfortunately, he did not um, connect with the nutritionist, and the doctors um, got him on a regimen of, of medication, which is important. Um, but I think it was some documentaries that you started watching if I remember. Right. Um, and and some 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 uh, research that, that you had done on nutrition. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what really was the game changer for uh, nutrition for you? The, um, well, you talking me into going to rehab, that mm-hmm. certainly was big because I thought I could go to the gym on my own. Yeah. So. And there is a difference. There is yes. a difference. And thank for you. Sure. Thank you, Judy, for, for yeah, your thank you, push Judy. on that. Yeah. Yeah, it was helpful. So, um, but uh, somebody, I watched two shows on Netflix. One was Sustainable, and the other one was What the Health. Mm-hmm. Um, and the What the Health did have a debunked episode, mm-hmm. and it pretty much substantiated what they had said. But the one Sustainable talked about sustainable farming, particularly in central Illinois, and all these restaurants led by Rick Bayless, I think most of us know, mm-hmm. this is a Frontera grill owner, uh, that this conglomerate of restaurants in Chicago buy the majority of their vegetables and meats from these farms in central Illinois, all sustainable farming, which you'll have to look that up. But that convinced me uh, about eating healthier, that... Um, which that's when I looked at what I ate mm-hmm. that I think I need to cut out all of this stuff. And that's when I ventured down that vegan path. Yeah. And that was not easy. You were very helpful, uh, as were others. But I, I learned uh, how to eat completely different. Wait. And so... Which is, I mean, I I work with thousands of people who love 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 their meat and their butter and 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 oh, yeah. I will I will hand it to you George that that was a revolutionary lifestyle change. I mean to go from from what you were eating to to now you don't eat meat and you don't eat cheese and you don't eat eggs and you don't eat butter. So so kudos to you and and my goodness that is amazing. Um can you tell us a little bit about your cholesterol? Now, the cholesterol did go down. Uh, it was at uh, overall was 173, and the LDL got down as low as 88. Amazing, that is. And 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 medications you're you're gearing toward um, trying to get off of all of them, correct? Right. I'm off of everything but a beta blocker right now. Shockingly. Which relaxes your heart, so that's uh, yeah. I'm still taking that. And I have to say, I mean, George, George is looking great. Um, I I can't say enough about his physical appearance. Um, you would never know by looking at him his age yet what he's been through. Um, but I'm sure the people listening want to know how. What do you eat? <laughs> how did you do it? Tell us a little bit about that. That was not easy. You try to look up cookbooks, you talk to people, but uh, my kids were really helpful. You were helpful and others, and just uh, trying to find things that that taste good. It's amazing. 
it's amazing how many dishes I came up with from friends, family that helped me learn how to eat differently, cook differently. The garden in my backyard with all kinds of fresh veggies. Um, But I made shepherd's pie not too long ago. And Uh, how did you do that? It is with all the potatoes and stuff on Uh top, but no dairy. And the meat, if you will, are lentil beans. Right. And it was insanely good. And I made vegan chili. And I found out if you don't tell people it's vegan, they just taste it and go, wow, is this good. Yeah. And it, it, it really is good. So yeah. It was there was a learning curve, but now it's it's the new habit, if sure. you will. Sure. Yep. And we were talking about um, the habit, and his habits haven't changed. His routine has changed. So instead yes. of having the meat and potatoes, he he has his his beans and potatoes, and 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 he's created new love for for different things. Um, and so plant based diet focuses primarily on fruits, vegetables, potatoes, whole grains. And legumes, which is beans and pastas, um, and it excludes animal proteins, um, and and that includes meat, dairy, and eggs. Um, researchers have been studying the benefits of plant-based diets since the 1980s, and this is way before um, it was mainstream like it is today. Um, and plant-based diets have been known to improve conditions um, such as angina, which is what occurs. Um, when the arteries become narrowed or blocked to, due to buildup of cholesterol containing substances called plaque. Um, but I will urge you to understand that plant-based diets um, are, are not something that you should just jump into. Um, our world is flooded now with this desire and this need to lose weight and lose it quick. And, and p- please listen to some of my, my other podcasts um, doing something like this should be studied and, and, and taken time to understand because it is um, very, very, very um, uh, limited with resources. And if you don't do it right, um, it can be very restrictive. If you do it right, you will find that you have the most amazing and ample um, resources and ability to create endless dishes and endless possibilities um, with real food. And George and I were talking about the grocery store and um, the grocery store uh, perimeter, like you've heard me say in in my previous uh, shows. Um, George, share what you mentioned before the show about the, the store. Right. I read this somewhere uh, one time, but it's so true. You go in a grocery store and everything that you need healthy-wise is on the perimeter. Everything else is in the middle of the store. Frozen foods, quick foods, all of the things that I'm not eating, it's all in the center. You know, yep. There's a couple things here and there, olive oil or right. or that, but everything is on the outside. So next time you go in the store, take a look-see and you'll you'll be surprised. Yep. All the All the... Real food without preservatives is on the outside of the store. So the message here is to be aware of your health and the foods that you eat. Um, Going back to the 805 Americans each year that have heart attacks, um, 655,000 of them are fatal. That's one in every four deaths in the United States. 70 million Americans are obese in this country. 
18 million children are obese in this country. Furthermore, 99 million Americans are overweight. Obesity in the United States is a major health issue, resulting in numerous diseases other than heart disease. There's cancers, there's type 2 diabetes, there's strokes, as, as well as other significant increases in early mortality and other, other insane diseases that, that are unknown to man. Um, ironically, um, the latest statistic, as of Monday, September 9th, there were 175,000 deaths in our country due to COVID. Um, and, and those deaths due to COVID aren't exactly explained as COVID deaths. Um, if, you, if you look at this number, 175,000 deaths due to COVID in our country is just a fraction, a simple fraction of the 655,000 Americans that die every single year of heart-related deaths. We need, we need to put a focus on the obesity rates. We need to put a focus on, on the foods that we eat. We wear masks to protect ourselves um, from this virus that we don't even know all of the facts about. But we do know the facts about heart disease, and we do know the facts about obesity. And, and we do know how to change our lifestyles and make a significant difference in, in our health and in our wellness and the wellness of our children. So make this change now and reduce our, our, our risks by improving your path to wellness. And George, thank you for joining us. Amen to all that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. It's all about it.